Welcome to Whose Podcast Is It Anyway? A show where our host engages in a lively conversation with the guest. The guest chooses the topic and the host has no prior preparation or knowledge of the topic. Please note that the opinions expressed on this program are the opinions and views of the host and the guests and are not necessarily the same opinions and views of Al Seeger or Point of Insanity Game Studio. And now, here's your host, Chad Knight. Welcome to episode 57 of Whose Podcast Is It Anyway? I'm your host, Chad Knight, and let's just jump right into my mind mare. I know I've been gone for a while, but this portion of my show allows me to talk about things I want to talk about. Today I want to talk about a few things that I'll try to put together in a reasonably coherent thought stream, I hope. I want to talk about actors, public outcry, and the First Amendment, and anything else that comes out of my rantings. Let's start with the First Amendment. And the First Amendment states, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Basically, this says that you can say anything you want. It doesn't say there won't be repercussions for your words. Now, I'm going to use the most recent story of bad repercussions of an actor. On her Twitter account, Roseanne Barr tweeted the following when responding to a tweet about Valerie Jarrett, a top aide to the Obama White House. Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby. Equals sign VJ. Now, at first when I saw this, I'm like, how do they know who she's talking about? But then as I read deeper, you find out that, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an entire tweet string about Valerie Jarrett. So, so this is a horrible abuse of her notoriety for sure. The public then had their mass faceless say. They demanded that ABC cancel her show. ABC responded less than 24 hours later and did just that. The only person to act out of the norm was Roseanne, right? Wrong. Where do all these faceless masses of people get the right to demand the livelihood of not just Roseanne, but the countless other actors, writers, producers, and countless other people needed to make the show? I get what people are thinking. They're thinking that she went over the line. And she absolutely did. In my opinion, ABC did the only thing they could in the situation. What gets me about the whole thing is that they knew what they were getting when they hired Roseanne. Her history of tweets are not a secret to anybody. They even put a morality code in her contract. At least that's what the rumors on the internet are saying. My problem with the whole thing is that the faceless masses called for the head of Roseanne. And with her head, they took the heads of hundreds of more people that are good, upstanding citizens who did nothing wrong. Nothing. So how does this get fixed? Can it be fixed? Should it be fixed? I don't know. I'm a small voice in a pond of faceless people. Not a whole lot of people will hear what I have to say, and even more of them will not care what I have to say. And that's fine. That's their right. I just hope that the next time someone calls for the proverbial head of a no-good actor, they think about the, all the people in the way that will also get hurt. I don't think Roseanne should be able to get away with what she said. I just feel there's a way to get around making all those people jobless. And mind mare. Alright, so my guest tonight is a friend of mine that I've known for probably more years than we want to talk about. Probably. <laughs> In fact, I sat and talked to Jason right before he started the journey we're going to talk about tonight. 
That's right. And it was just about a year ago today. In fact, the last episode we did was episode 43, and it dropped on May 30th. And today is May 31st. So, wow. It's like almost is perfect. The plan today is to see what he's done, where the roads have taken him, and to see if he's ready to come home again, or if we're just a whistle stop on his journey. His website, MidwesternBoy.com, also takes you through his travels. I hope perhaps that we will get some stories that may not have made the website, but that is completely up to Jason. With that, Jason, welcome to the show. Thanks. Great to be here again. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about you before we get into your travels? Sure. So I work for a news organization out of Madison. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to have a job that I can do from anywhere. So about a year and a half ago, I talked to my boss and said, hey, since I can do this job from anywhere, can I just go travel for like a year or so and, you know, just do my job on the road? My boss was very cool and said, yes, go ahead. I think that's amazing. I kind of was amazed myself and extremely happy and definitely took advantage of it. So, um, so yeah, that I started about last August, I hit the road. Uh, my lease was up in Madison. So I, I moved out and put my stuff in storage and just basically became a nomad and, uh, been traveling ever since making my way back to Wisconsin for work events and such, and, uh, back to visit the family up here in the Wasa area. So, right. So I want to talk to you today about what you've been doing the last year. So the last time we talked, you had been on the road from August to May. And we talked about that. But where have you been since then? You know, and and the question that I keep coming back to is, and I'm sure other people who might have listened to the first one and uh, this one might have, is who pays for it all? Tell us, if you will, what it's like to live the bohemian lifestyle. <laughs> and then let's see where we go from there. Sounds good. So... Uh, the reason I the, the, the pay for it will start there. Okay. The reason I can do all this is because I gave up my my house basically my my I should say house my apartment in Madison. Uh, so basically, I'm using the the funds I would normally use to live there to rent Airbnbs in different towns and. So so the job said sure you can do it but they're not they're not footing the bill. No not at all. okay. Yeah no, this is all on me so. It's a good thing they continue to pay you then. Yes that 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 part <laughs> makes it doable as well. Um, <laughs> So, but, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I hit the road. Um, last year, since we talked, I hit, I started out, I went down to Denver. I had friends down there, visited them for about a month. Um, hit the road from there to a conference in Washington, D.C. So, ended up staying out there a couple weeks. Went to uh, North Carolina from there um, in you know that I'm a huge college basketball fan. Right. So one of the things I did while, while I was out there was go to a Duke game at Kentucky okay. Indoor. And then on my way back, I stopped in Kentucky and went to a Kentucky game. All right. Uh, came back for the holidays. Uh, hit the road in January. Uh, decided I didn't want to be someplace cold. And went to uh, Austin. Uh, went to San Antonio first. Uh, was down there for a weekend and went to PAX South. Uh, big gaming convention down there. Uh-huh. And then from there, I went to uh, Austin for two weeks, uh, ate a lot of barbecue, uh, drank some good beer, listened to music, and then I spent a month in a little town in uh, Mississippi, right on the Gulf Coast, called uh, Bay St. Louis. Okay. Uh, and, you know, I had an Airbnb, it was just my own little place, and it was 
you know, about three quarters of a mile from the coast, I could walk down to the Gulf Coast and, you know, there's a little coffee shop down there and it was just a perfect little area. So, uh, came back, uh, hit Chicago for a conference on the way back, uh, came back to town for a little bit, um, had to be back. That put me about March. I had my, my friends in, uh, Madison, when I said I was going to do this whole big adventure, the one thing they asked me is, because I'm a big college basketball fan, are you going to be back for March Madness? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was like, all right, I'll be back for March Madness. So I came back for that. And How did your bracket do? Uh, horribly. Actually, after the, I, I, I not as bad as a lot of people, but like I still had my final four after the first weekend, but after that it just kind of fell apart. I actually ended up with uh, two of the four in the final four. So nice. I was pretty happy with that. Oh, yeah. I still didn't win the. I didn't still didn't win what I was doing. But the girl in the office who decides to pick by the name of the place, like I've been there before, kind of thing. She won the whole thing. Those are the people who usually win. The people who know less, because otherwise you overthink it. And right, right. I know I did that. Um, so yeah, came back from March Madness. Um, had to be back in uh, early May for. Uh, a conference at work where I was presenting. So uh, originally had planned to go out to Pacific Northwest. Instead, kind of just did a Western road trip, went down to St. Louis, Memphis, did about a week in each of these. Okay. Uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas. Uh, from there up to Springfield, Missouri. Uh, have a friend who lives there, so visited her. And then uh, up to Kansas City, where I ate a bunch more barbecue. Uh, one thing that will be reoccurring is I go to when I go to places I always like to try barbecue. So I, don't blame you there. <laughs> it's what I eat when I go to Kansas City too. I get there maybe once a year. So. Nice. You have Those, a favorite spot? Uh, There's so many good ones. I, I like Oklahoma Joe's or Kansas mm-hmm. City Joe's or whatever they're called now. Yep. Um, and there's another small place, and I can't think of the name of it right now, but it's right by the office that we have, um, that my company has there. It's like a mile down the road, and it's amazing food. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I never really look at the name, because it's like the first time they took us there, and then it's just like, it's a mile from the office. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get lost that way. I, I was joking, because I was there for a week, and I had barbecue five times, and I was joking that... Probably more than that because I had leftovers. Right. Uh, I was joking that I'd be like, I'm going to be a vegetarian when I get out of here. And without thinking about it, for like a week and a half after, I don't think I ate meat. Just, <laughs> you know, like good pasta or, you know, a salad here and there. And I'm just like, oh, hey, it's been a week and I haven't eaten meat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My daughter, actually, uh, you'll get a kick out of this. She decided that she thought maybe she wanted to be a vegetarian. Ooh. You know, and I'm like, Okay, that's not that hard. You know, really, you don't eat meat. Otherwise, you know, she was just talking vegetarian, so she'd still eat cheese and eggs and all that kind of stuff. And then we were talking about it, and it hit her that she couldn't eat bacon. <laughs> and the idea was over. Yep. I mean, the lack of bacon is definitely a deal stopper. So. Yeah, I said, well, there's bacos, and they're not meat. I'm not sure what they are. <laughs> that just raises further questions, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so then Kansas City, where'd you go after that? Uh, then I came uh, back here for the conference, which was about a week ago, and now I'm just back up in Wisconsin for until uh, probably next, not this coming weekend, the weekend after, which would be the uh, second weekend in June. Oh, okay. Uh, so were you in this area for the big snowstorm this year? You know, I got the little one that precluded the big one. Oh, okay. So... Uh, I, I, it was great because I, I hadn't seen snow most of the winter, and I kind of actually was a little depressed by that. Um, I got back, and, you know, 
was out at my parents' farm and it snowed and I went for a hike and took some pictures and, you know, pretty much melted right away. I'm like, ah, this isn't bad. And then I heard the next big snowstorm was coming. I'm like, I'm going to start hitting the road now and just beat it out of town. And yeah, we're sitting I mean, in St. Louis having a good laugh. <laughs> and for an April snowstorm, it was amazing. It was 27 inches here. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, I mean, I don't know the last time we got two foot of snow, let alone in <laughs> April. Mm-hmm. You know. But, um, all right. So, let's, let's go back. Let's start... Um, where is where's been the best place you or your favorite place that you visited? Man, that's a tough question. Someone else has asked me that. And I, there are so many places that have so much cool going on. Um, I kind of really liked uh, Bay St. Louis of Mississippi when I was there, just because it was so relaxed. You know, in the middle of summer, you could get out and go for a hike. It's a small town where uh, the locals have golf carts that they ride around in town, you know, instead of cars, because right. it's just a small area. Yet it's close enough, I made, I, I forgot to mention this, I made, the, you know, a one-day trip over to uh, New Orleans. Okay. Uh, one friend who, uh, another place I forgot to mention, I keep forgetting places, I went to, when I was in uh, uh, Denver, I went to Taos, New Mexico for okay. a weekend with my friends there, and uh, met a girl who's originally from Wisconsin as well, and we became friends and hit it off and, you know, chat with each other frequently and just happened to be in uh, Baton Rouge when I was in, when I was down there, I'm like, hey, let's meet up for a beer somewhere. And so we decided, let's go to New Orleans, which okay. is perfect. So. Well, that makes sense. I mean, New, or- New Orleans is somewhere I've not been yet, hmm. um, but one of those places where I, you know, it's kind of on the bucket list for the wife and I. Should be. It's a great city. You know, um but I'm more intrigued by this Bay St. Saint Louis. Yep. Okay. What drew you to Bay St. Louis? Well, I was kind of looking for some place after Austin. It's still kind of down in the south. And I found, you know, because I want, and I was kind of looking like, well, partially, you know, I, I wanted to hit every state. So I'm like, oh, I haven't been to Mississippi. What's there? I was thinking, you know, maybe like Biloxi or something like that. Right. Um, I just happened to be searching Airbnbs and I honestly just found this place, this cute little place. That was like super cheap for like a month rent. It was like less than my my rent when I was in Madison. And I was just like, you know, this looks like a nice little place just to spend winter. Like I could see that it was so close to the the Gulf and everything right. like that. You know, they had bikes that you could ride down to the around town that you, and stuff. So it just worked out that it it just kind of happened that I was like, yeah, this sounds nice and chill. You know, right. Um, especially you know I'd been going to a lot of bigger cities and. And just someplace a little chill every once in a while feels good. So. Yeah, I, I spent some time in Austin, and it's a it's a great city, mm-hmm. but it's always moving. Mm-hmm. You know, um, not as bad as the time I spent in New York City. I, oh, that city is crazy. I, I, I love hated it, but... I hated that city. <laughs> I, I absolutely hated it. And the sad part is, is we went out there for work, of course. Yeah. Uh, we were looking. We were trying to. Uh, do a uh, site survey of a, a school in Brooklyn. And so we stayed in Brooklyn and I couldn't believe this, this hotel we stayed at. It was literally like maybe as big as my house, you know, the base of it. Yeah. And it went straight up <laughs> and the rooms were tiny Yep. and super expensive. Of course. And there was no parking. 
I mean, literally, there was like six places to park in the parking lot. Well, you don't want to drive in New York to start with. Well, true. <laughs> and I didn't. The guy I was out there with did the driving because he's like, I've driven to New York before. I'm like. That's all you. It's all you. <laughs> Um, and then the rest of the time we spent down in Manhattan because we were trying to get um, uh, a, a, a permit to do some work at a different location there. See, I thought you were going to say Hamilton tickets, but... <laughs> <laughs> that would have been more fun than what I did, let me tell you. We spent basically two days in an office building in Manhattan being told no over and over and over. It was a lot of fun. Because, <laughs> you know, the people in New York are so... Um, they, they really care. Yes. They're very nice people, individuals, who worry about your your individual problems and take the time to really nurture them. Make yeah. sure everything gets taken care of for you. So you've been to New York, too. <laughs> I actually lived there for a summer when I was in school. So. Oh, did you? Yes. And and maybe different parts of it are different. It's like um, we've always had this friend who's like, if you ever go to New York, I'll go with you. I lived there for you know X amount of years, and I'll show you around, and I'll show you the places that aren't tourists. And I'm like... That sounds good, but what I did was horrible. <laughs> it was the worst four days of my life, honestly. I hated New York with a bloody passion. But I didn't get to do anything fun either. So. That's, yeah, that's the whole thing. But Austin, I was uh, I was down there for work as well, but I still got to spend some time because we never work on weekends. But we were I was in Texas for a month. Spent uh, two weeks in Austin, two weeks in Austin, two weeks in Houston. And uh, a lot of time on the road in between the two. <laughs> <laughs> But Austin was real. I thought Austin really had a vibe about it. That was really cool. It just never stopped moving. Yeah. And well, you and I both. We grew up in this town that you know shuts down at nine o'clock. Really. Pretty much. Yes. And so you get used to that. Yeah. And you hit these places and you're just like, how do they keep? You know, <laughs> the thing that New York just blew my mind. News doesn't come on until eleven o'clock at night. Yeah. You know, and I'm like. Why? <laughs> you know, I get it for the syndicated stuff because they've got the time zone, you know, whatever. But, like, the local news didn't come on until 11 o'clock at night. And it's just crazy to me. It's just was out there. But, so, back to your 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 favorite. Um, can you narrow it down at least to a couple? Uh, let's see. So... I kind of do when I go to different places. I like try and do different things. So like when I went to Denver, I, I my friends who lived out there, I told them, "Hey, I'm a big beer snob. I want to go try. There's a ton of breweries out here. I want to try a bunch of them while I'm out okay. here." So did a, in the 30 days I was out there, I went to 34 breweries. Wow. Yes. Um, so you know every city you kind of you know has something different about it. I, I enjoyed Memphis because Memphis, I was able to go see Sun Records where, you know, Elvis Presley and Johnny Jim Cash, Cash yeah. all got their start, you know. And also they have the, the, the Civil Rights Museum out there is incredible. It's actually the hotel where Martin Luther King was shot. Oh, and, is, is the is the museum now? Yeah. Oh, nice. So, you know, it's, it's just an incredible vibe out there for that yeah. as well. Um, I mean, nice that they got such good space i didn't mean yes. that it was nice that he got shot no i i guessed as much but <laughs> just so anybody <laughs> i don't want to be the next roseanne yes that's that's a good point <laughs> um but yeah you know there's you know dc is full of museums and that's what you go and you just like every free minute you go to a museum and, and check something else out and you know, there's so many different every every place has kind of its own niche that it fills and you 
you know, whether it be barbecue or beer or museums or history. You had to get some good barbecue in Memphis, didn't you? Memphis was pretty good. Um, they have their own style of um, sauce, though, don't they? Well, there, there's four main styles, I, I've done a lot of research on this, of barbecue in the U.S. So um, there's uh, Texas Austin style. There's Memphis style, there's Kansas City style, and there's uh, Carolina style. Right. Uh, and I like them all except Carolina style. I'm not a big fan of the vinegar. Yeah, I'm not, I wasn't a big fan. I, 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 I'll give it another try. I'll be fair. I only had one or two barbecues while I was out there because I wasn't out there that long. And part of the time I was actually sick. So um, it didn't work out well while I was there. And it was just a shame because uh, Raleigh-Durham area was where I was. And it's a beautiful area. Um, but, you know... I don't know how we got on barbecue, but now I'm getting hungry. Anyway, sorry. What was the question? <laughs> you were talking about Memphis. I'm sorry. Oh, I, inter- I yeah. interrupted and I said, you must have had some good barbecue there. I did have some good barbecue in Memphis. Yes. That that was for sure. But uh, have you ever, have you made it to West Virginia yet? So, yes. Um, Which I part? Uh, I, I stopped in a little town on my way to um, D.C. when I was driving, because I drove out to D.C. And... On the way back, I was planning on not going through West Virginia instead because it was fall at the time, kind of driving through like the Cumberland Gap area and seeing the trees and stuff. Uh, Google Maps tries to kill me on occasion, and it decided to change my route I had programmed in and send me through the mountains of West Virginia, which one had tolls, which wasn't cool. Two, there was also a snowstorm going on, which also wasn't fun. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> so I, I made it through white knuckling through the mountains and and got to Kentucky, which is where I was going next, and then just kicked back and had a beer and said, I'm just going to relax now. So, yes, I've been to West Virginia. <laughs> I spent, uh, I, spent uh, I don't know, about 10 days out there in Charleston, hmm. um, and I found some of the best food I have ever had. My favorite place, though, was this little diner. It was like a block from where I wor- was working, and I'd go down to this diner before I started working because they had... Biscuits and gravy, which, of oh, course, you yes. know, you always want a little cement for breakfast. <laughs> I mean, that's really what it is. But Pretty first much. day I went in there and I'm like, I'd like a full order of biscuits and gravy and a couple eggs, you know. And she's like, you sure? <laughs> and that should have been my warning. But I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. Because it was like $7, you know, <laughs> dirt cheap. And she comes out with this plate of biscuits and gravy that was so big. It was just like, and it was blurbing over the sides, you know? Huh. And I'm like, okay. It was the best biscuits and gravy ever. But the rest of the week, I ate a half order. And that was more than enough. Yeah. You know, I always like finding those little diners where it's like, they know what a portion is. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so how many of the 50 states have you have you touched so far? I think I was trying to figure it out the other day. I think I'm right about the halfway point. Probably okay. around 25, 26-ish or so. Okay. Um, through this adventure and other ones. So. Yeah, I think I'm at 24. Okay. And most of that's for work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though uh, we're going to California in, uh, in August, we're going to go out to L.A. So. Oh, nice. Never been to L.A. I've been to San Diego, but I've never been to L.A. And it's... The, the whole idea kind of scares me. Yeah. I don't know. Have you ever made it to LA? I've been out there once for a conference, actually, from work. So uh, I flew out for that and uh, just Ubered around while I was out there. So I didn't have to drive it. But uh, one of my goals in life is, and I'm hopefully, we'll see how it goes. I'm planning on doing it this year yet, is to okay. drive Route 66 
oh, from okay. Chicago to to LA. Los Angeles, and uh, so that would have put me right through Los Angeles driving, and I super can't wait for that part. Well, I'll let you know how it is because <laughs> we're gonna be out there for six days or seven days and six nights, hmm. and uh, I rented a car. So <laughs> exciting. <laughs> My wife goes, "Well, I can drive some of the time," and I'm like, "No." <laughs> I'm like, you don't want me as a passenger in L.A. You just don't. <laughs> and she agreed a little too quickly, if you ask me. <laughs> but um, so have you went to a city yet where you got done with your week or your few days and you just kind of went, not doing this one again? You know, not really. I mean, like I said, every town has something. If you look around, you can usually or talk to the locals or – you can usually find something going on that, you, you know, you'll be interested in, at least to check it out once. Um, nothing where I've kind of said, no, nah, I don't want to go back. I mean, there's places I'm less likely to go back. Like, I'm not going to go out of my way to, to go to the small town in Kansas where I was for, you know, a day or you know, right. places like that. But, um, you know, if somebody said, hey, let's go there, I would be like, sure. You know, if I had a reason, I would go. Mm-hmm. But, you know, no. if I don't have a reason, then I won't go back. You know, there's certain cities where, like, you don't need a reason, like New Orleans or Austin. <laughs> right. Different Vegas. Places. Yes. Vegas is one of those towns where you'll end up there just in life because you'll have a conference or something there. There's, you, you know. We had friends that said, hey, you guys want to go to Vegas with us? And we, of course, said, sure. Yeah. We spent, but well, we went for too long, and we figured that out. We went for a full week to Vegas. Mm. It's too long. Yeah, I can see that. I think Vegas should be like a three or four day trip max. That's about right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it was. I kind of like Vegas, and Nikki and I are talking about places we might want to move once the girls are out of school and that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I wouldn't mind going to Vegas. You know, not living the strip life, but right. Vegas was a nice area. Yeah, the city itself is supposedly... I mean, most people just see the strip, and I mean, honestly, that's all I've seen for the most part, too. Well, we stayed off strip to begin with. Oh, okay. Um, it was one of... It was near the old strip, which oh, is yes. uh, Fremont, Fremont Street. Street. Yep. It was near there, but we were six miles from the strip. We stayed at a place called the Orleans. Oh, okay. Have you ever heard of it? I have. Actually, and it was really that's neat. That's right on the old strip, isn't it? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Favorite story from or is it? Or no, I'm thinking of La Bayou. I'm sorry. Okay, uh, but it was like it was like they had a shuttle that went every 15 minutes around the clock. So you wanted to go to the strip, we went to the strip. You know, yeah. it was it was kind of neat. Um, the only the only disappointing thing about my trip to uh, Vegas was that my buddy and I decided that we were going to go to a burlesque show. We've yeah. never seen one, you know, and yeah. the girls were going to see um, Guy Strip or whatever, <laughs> Thunder Down Under. Ah, uh, yes. And uh, our show got canceled. <laughs> so we stayed at the hotel, gambled, and got drunk. Could be worse. It could. <laughs> we actually went to Vegas for a week, and we came back down 150 bucks. Not bad. For a week? I'll take that. Yeah. You know. So, um, let's see. Give us something, give us a story that's that's not on your website. Something that you did that you're just like, I'm not going to write about it, but it's, you know, family friendly. Of course. But uh, something something like that, so. So, when I, I, I'm 
I kind of talked about this a little bit. When I was in uh, uh, Denver, went to uh, um, South New Mexico for a, a long weekend. It happened to be the weekend of my birthday. So, okay. Uh, my friends are like, hey, we're going to get yurts up in the mountains. We're going to hang out in Taos and... Drinking shell and soup. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll spend a day. We're, we'll go to uh, uh, Santa Fe for a day while we're down there, too. I'm like, all right, sounds great. So we went down, and our first night there, we, we went up. We dropped our stuff off. We found our yurts. Took this little winding road up, you know, where you have to, if another car comes, you have to pull over to the side so they can pass. Oh, wow. Uh Founder place. It was great. It was like out in the middle of nowhere, you know, and you could see all the stars. And so we come back into town and we grab dinner and have a drink and we're getting ready to go. And we come outside the bar where we stopped and I hear I'm getting ready to get in the car and I hear live music next door. And I kind of look over and there's this girl there and she's like, hey, do you like live music and free wine? I'm like, why, yes, I do. She's like, well, then you should come over here. I'm like, okay. okay. I can see and that I, one. I, tell, I, open my door, I open the door of the car. My friends are hurry, start getting in. I'm like, hey, do you guys like free wine and music? They're like, we do. Hey, let's go over here. So uh, just kind of random. Uh, was listening to, was trying to figure out the one band who was playing. And, and like, so I asked the bartender, and she's like, I know his first name is like Isaac or something. And we were trying to figure out who it was, like the guy's name. And no one knew like his whole name. So eventually I run back into the, the girl who invited us in there. And I start chatting with her. And she finally told me. And I cannot remember the band's name for the life of me right now. Um, but found out she grew up in Wisconsin. Like, oh, okay. Oh, that's super cool. You know, just the randomness. Like, we, we, we went for dinner. We had gone for dinner at a different place, and the guy was originally from Wisconsin. Cause we were like, we were like, they have cheese curds on the menu in New Mexico? And we're joking. We're like, these better be good. We're from Wisconsin. He's like, oh, me too. So they are. I'm like, all right. You win. <laughs> so uh, ended up going to the, – the girl was promoting a uh, – show the next day at the local brewery there was the bands that were there the night we kind of ran into we're playing the next day at the brewery oh, okay. so uh we changed our plans from going to uh, uh santa fe the next day and went out there and it was my birthday that day so just hung out and listened to live music and drank a good beer at a brewery all day and just had a blast so what's the best beer you found oh man that's tough too um all right let's do it by category because I know you drink across the categories. That's true. I, I'm less of a cross the category kind of guy. I tend to stick to your American lagers, and then your like um, your darker beers, the okay. multi stuff. You know, I'm not I'm not a big hoppy guy, even though I am over halfway <laughs> through the mixed gear, our fixed, fixed gear. gear by Lakefront Brewery. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So let's start with just like a lager, like a straight up American beer. So. Gosh, where did I have that one? I think it was. So the South is really, I shouldn't say the South. I get yelled at for that. Uh, from Missouri down, because Missouri's tech not technically the South. Um, there are they do a really good job with like farmhouse ales and lagers and that okay. style of beer. I think it was in Memphis. And what was the oh, uh, um, is Memphis? Uh, 
Say, yeah, it was Memphis Brewery or something like that. I can't quite get the name in my head. Okay. But they just had a bunch of really good uh, uh, lagers and, and farmhouse ales. Uh, I had a couple of really good ones in uh, Springfield, Missouri as well. Um, favorite IPA was probably uh, uh, from uh, Austin Beer Works. Their, I can't think of the name of it, but it was their IPA. It's in like a... Uh, like a red and blue gold can, and it was just I. One of the the Airbnb I was staying at, uh, one of the uh, host friends was like there when I checked in, and she's like, I'm like, yeah, what's good for beer? And she's like, oh, you need to go do this. In fact, we're going. There's a grocery store right over there. We're gonna go get beer now. So I like asked her advice, and she told me to get that one, and I ended up picking up like a case of it before I left town, and drank <laughs> most of it when I was sitting in Mississippi, where it's hard to find beer. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, Mississippi is new to beer. Um, there is one place actually in uh, uh, oh, what's the name of that? Uh, the town uh, I'm drinking beer and it's making me forget. Um, in the town where uh, Brett Favre came from, uh, Tupelo? No. no. Uh, oh, I just lost it. I had it on the tip of my head. Uh, Kill Mississippi. There it is. Uh, which was about seven miles from where I was staying, uh, where Brett Favre grew up, and there's a brewery there. And I went and went there, and then snuck out to the high school football field and took the picture of the uh, statue of Brett Favre there. Oh, okay. But uh, but yeah, they they I was talking with them, and like they've been there since before Cat- Katrina went through, and they were trying to get started, and they're like getting. They're trying to. They're talking to the government. They're like, "Well, how do we how do we start up brewery?" And they're like, "Oh, we don't think you can do that, you know, because of all the prohibition laws and stuff like that are still in effect." And they kept talking to people, kept talking to people, and they're finally like, "I think we're just gonna try and start one." So, but they're like, "Well, let's make it an official business." So they go, they talk to a guy at like the business office, you know, after talking to all this like food and beverage and all this other stuff. Right. They, they're like, "What do we need to do to get a brewery off the ground?" It's like, fill out this paperwork and give me fifty dollars, and you can have a brewery. So it all came down to that, and they're like, well, "All right, we spent a year researching this, and it was that easy." We so, just didn't talk to the right guy. <laughs> it's it's a state that's still fairly new to beer, and it's funny because another another beer story. Um, I went to another brewery in uh, that was close to me down there in uh, uh, Gulfport, Mississippi. Okay. Uh, and went and sat down. There's a long bar, and on one side, and it's pretty full. It's a Friday afternoon. And on the other side, there's like four seats, and there's two people on one, two people on an open spot, and then one person. So I sat down to one open spot because the only spot at the bar open. And I start talking to the two girls who are next to me. I'm like, hey, what are you having? Because they're having a sampler. They're like, oh, we're having this, and this seems good and stuff. And I'm like, oh, cool. So, you know, I'm making out my thing to have a, a flight of beer, different beers I want to try. I asked the guy next to me. I'm like, yeah, what have you had, you know, that you, you like? He's like, oh, you know, this one is, this double IPA is fantastic. I'm like, all right, cool. So I get that and I keep talking to him. I'm like, you know, I finally get it. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty good. He's like, yeah, my, my son is the brewmaster here. I'm like, oh, that's super cool. He's like, yeah, we, uh, you know, he, he came down here and, you know, he started this off and me and my wife came down and found out we really liked it down here and just bought a house and moved down, you know, originally from Milwaukee. I'm like, oh, you're from Wisconsin. <laughs> all comes back to Wisconsin. Um, and but there's something sad about that the fact that everybody was from wisconsin <laughs> that's true 
But I, I like to think of it better, more as Wisconsin's taking over the world. I suppose that's one way to look at it. Yes. So, but chatting with him, the two girls next to me hear this. They're like, wait, did you guys just say you're from Wisconsin? Like, yeah. Like, we're here from Wisconsin right now, too. Uh, one was from Madison. And, like, she's trying to show me the app for the company I work for on her phone. She's like, see, I'm really from there, you know. Because you're going to be like, I don't believe you. <laughs> to be fair, she did have the wrong app on. So, <laughs> but, uh, you know, that goes back to beer and also how Wisconsin's taking over the world. Uh, the best stout I've had was at a place called uh, Mother's Brewing in uh, Springfield, uh, Missouri. Okay. Um, it was called the MILF. Because it's Mother's Brewing, um, I think it was. I think it was the one I got was the uh, uh, Sherry Barrel aged or something like that. But it was okay. just they had a couple different kinds. They had a whiskey barrel. They had a uh, oh a bourbon barrel and a Sherry. I think it was barrel. And it was Sherry's interesting. I've had bourbon barrels. I've had whiskey barrel. Yeah. Um, but I have never had a Sherry barrel. That actually sounds really good. Yes. Now my favorite stout is from a brewery in uh, somewhere in the northeast. Um, I can't think of it right now, but it's called Dragon's Milk. Mm. It's a milk stout. New Holland. Yep. New Holland, yeah. And I love that stuff. It's pricey, though. It is. Four pack will run you 15 bucks, you know? Yep. But every once in a while, I'll see it around here. Um, we finally, uh, with, with Triggs coming into town... We've actually gotten a nice variety of beers, which is kind of nice. That is. Um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with a good old Pabst Blue Ribbon, but... Not at all. <laughs> but, you know... There's a time and place for every beer. I really yeah. believe that, you know. If you're out on a boat and it's a hot day, a Coors Light, Miller Light, a Pabst Blue Ribbon, anything like that's perfect. You don't want the big, heavy beers that's going to weigh right. you down. Right, You know. When I'm sitting watching football, I want a nice stout. Yeah, especially in the middle of winter. It's yeah. nice and warms you up from the inside. Watching baseball, I like ciders because they're light and they're... Yeah. Um, I suppose they're not technically beer, but... <laughs> that's where I tend to go more towards the IPAs then is that type of... Just, you know, when summer gets here. Yeah. Or a farmhouse house ale or something like that. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's, let's, let's go ahead and shift a little bit. Let's shift to your website. Okay. Now, what what do you put on your website? So, I, I call it adventures in life to kind of leave it uh, a little broad. But uh, a lot of what I do is going to be travel. Um, I started doing a barbecue blog, and I'm probably going to have the Kansas City stuff up next week is my goal. Um, talking about the, the, the barbecue there. Um, so, it's mostly – it relates to things I'm interested in. So, it's mostly travel, uh, but with some music – uh, especially live music and that type of thing thrown in, uh, as well as, you know, video, anything else that kind of goes along with the, the, the whole travel experience, at least for me. Uh, I named it Midwestern Boy because I wanted to have more of a, you know, Midwestern feel. And by that, I mean, you know, kind of a more, I want to say down to earth, you know, I, I, I think of Midwesterners as very, you know, you know, salt of the earth type people, and I consider myself one. And I am one, so uh, <laughs> you know, just just not like going to like fancy places. You know, oh, I, I jetted across to you know this club in in Europe somewhere or something. You know, uh, that's not the type of thing I'm going to do. You're yeah. like, I went and found an old 
hole-in-the-wall bar and sat there yeah. for three hours and talked to people. Exactly. Yeah, no. So, so yeah, that's, you know, that's kind of what I kind of go off from when I try and create content for the site, so. And how often do you update your site? Um, it's been sporadic so far. I want to make a big push now that summer's here. I have a little more time on my hands as well, so... Uh, my goal is, especially because people are traveling more in the summer, to to get a lot of content out there. I have a lot, uh, pretty much in the in the drawer. That I just need to pull out and and put up there and get it out there. So it'll be it'll be updating quite a bit over the summer. I see. Okay. So so you hear that? If if you go check out his website, you should get new material throughout the summer. So yeah, at least at least an article a week is my goal, or something a week. So. Okay. Um. <clears throat> concerts. Concerts. I know you're a big concert guy. I am. What concerts have you seen in the last year? Oh, man. Any Anything uh, of note? Anybody we should avoid seeing in concert? <laughs> well, I saw the best concert I've seen in a while when I was at uh, Red Rocks in, in Denver. Uh, I saw two concerts there. I saw Jason Isbell, which was great. Uh, but the, the fantastic one was Father John Misty. Um, just a fantastic show and probably my show of last year, honestly. And what kind of music does he do? He's kind of alternative-ish music. Um, is he a priest? He is not a priest. Okay. Uh, he's a member. He used to be a member of the Fleet Foxes, uh, if you're familiar with that group at all. But uh, Father uh, uh, Father John Misty is his persona, more oh, okay. or less. Uh, so you know he he kind of takes on that persona as a singer when he when he's performing live. So okay. Um, but that was a great one. Uh, I, like I said, the the, uh, the all-day concert in Taos while we were there was pretty cool at the brewery. Um, recently, I just caught uh, Queens of the Stone Age when I was in Madison oh, nice. last week. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, those are the big ones that come to mind. So okay. I, I've seen a lot less. I, I think last time we talked, we talked music, and I said I was doing 42 concerts in in about uh, 15 months. It turned out to be almost exactly 15 months. So okay. uh, I finished that uh, the on my birthday. So that was the, the 42nd concert. Oh, so okay. I kind of, I stepped back a little bit. I still go to quite a few, but not quite as much. It's not as much of a driving force anymore. Exactly. You're like, did that, done that. All right. And it's kind of hard to plan too. You're like, oh, I want to see these bands, but I'm going to be here and they're going to be here and they'll be in Wisconsin when I'm somewhere in the West Coast or East Coast or something, you know. So I, I'm trying to catch Paul Simon somewhere on his farewell tour and I was originally planning on going to Minneapolis next, but changed my mind and because he was going to be up there. And I'm like, ah, but maybe I can still catch him there, or maybe I'll catch him in Detroit on the way to my next destination, or you know, different things like that. Yeah, um, with Elton John saying that he's going to start his uh, farewell tour. Yeah. It's going to last three years, but he's going to do his farewell tour. <laughs> um, I'd like to catch that. That's Definitely. somebody I've never seen in concert, and I'd really oh, yeah. like to see him in concert. Um, I'm actually going to see Weird Al here in about two weeks. That's wonderful. So, so um, good. yeah, I've seen them probably ten times over the years. Nice. Between you know the fair and I've done a couple concerts and that kind of stuff. But this one's different. He's not doing any of his parody stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not doing any costume changes. It's all originals and it's all you know acoustic basically. It's just him, a stool, and the music. So as long as he plays Albuquerque, you're good. <laughs> That is actually on my list. <laughs> we uh, we just wrapped. Uh, we did an episode that's going to drop the Thursday before we go to the concert, 
and it was all we we said okay we're gonna get rid of his parodies and one of the songs i did was albuquerque because it's 11 and a half minutes of absolute joy yes <laughs> it really joy is a word yes <laughs> and uh and uh that we were kind of sitting around afterward talking because it was the three of us that did the, the episode that are going to the concert okay and we're like okay these are the songs we want to hear we want to hear this one and, the, and albuquerque was definitely on the list and it's like but it's 11 and a half minutes <laughs> And, play it. and when it's and it's rumored that in concert it goes longer so but it ought to be interesting um and then um i've always wanted to see billy joel in concert i don't know if you've ever been able to do that i've seen uh billy joel and elton john oh Piano you saw Man him tour. on that yes yeah i wanted to do that tour but it was so expensive and we had little girls at the time so ah uh, yes you know now of course i got one in college so yeah that's I'm way still cheaper. broke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anything, anything that uh, really stands out to you from your travels as far as uh, overall, what, what was the impetus behind doing the travels and have the travels fulfilled that impetus? For most, for me, it was mostly, I have the opportunity with my job. You know, I don't have anything holding me here right now. I don't have the kids or, you know, wife or anything like that. So, you know, before I get all that, let's do it while I can, while I'm, these quotes, young. And, and, uh. Well, you're the same age as I am, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, so we're young. Yeah, we're, I think young. we're young. <laughs> Ish. I feel young. I still have to time think I'm in my 20s. So, I mean, it works out. Uh, we all do that. And then we spend a week going, why did I do that? <laughs> but uh, basically, the, the opportunity was there and I decided to take it. So, and I have no regrets about it. Um, I was back, I was back in, this was late last year. So this was probably right after I first started. So I think it was like September, like late September. I was back in Wisconsin for a spell, and I was going to a concert there. I was going to the Modest Mouse concert. They were playing at Bree Stevens in Madison. And I was sitting at the bar across the street from there having a beer and, and looking at my ticket, you know, I'm thinking, man, this – I am just living, like, a dream right now. It's so wonderful. And it has been, for the most part, entirely wonderful. I've had no issues for the most part. I mean, occasionally get a shitty Airbnb, but – Eh, it's do? the same as getting a shitty hotel room. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I've I've no regrets and really enjoying it so far. So good. And how much longer is your? How much longer do you intend for your trek to go on? Well, my my plan is to kind of kind of wind it down around October. I would like there are things I miss about having a house like or, or a place to live. I shouldn't say a house, but you know having. Something like, to call your own? Yeah, you know, not not just being a complete nomad. Um, like cooking, you know. Like I can do some basic cooking a lot of places I stay because I stay at Airbnbs. But, you know, you know, breaking out like all the stuff and making like a big, you know, I make incredible red beans and rice. And I've missed them because I need all the stuff to kind of get it together and, and the day to basically cook it and everything like that. So just, you know, simple things like cooking or having my gaming PC up so I can play games with friends every once in a while. I, I can play a little bit on my Mac laptop that I use for, for work and stuff, but it's not the same. So, 
Yeah. So ultimate ultimate destination is back to Madison. Uh, yep, probably back to Madison. And okay. then, but my goal is to continue traveling. So I'm trying to figure out a way to do that while actually having a rent as well. So uh, that's the. It's called vacation, my friend. Yeah, that that works too. <laughs> uh, so that's, but that 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 limits me to a week here, or you know, not not doing, you know, three weeks on the road or something. So. I'm still trying to figure out plans for that. So if any of your listeners have any grand schemes that they think I could use, that'd be great. Uh, sure. Can they email you from Midwestern or from Midwesternboy.com? Yeah. I think I have my email up there. If not, I'll put a contact page. In fact, I will put a contact page up before this probably airs. So So there you go. You you'll, can go out, let them know any good places for him to uh, travel, hmm. especially if they've got breweries. Yeah. Or um, a lot of live music because... Live music. Concerts, concerts are one part of live music, but there's the bar scene. There's yeah. so many different places that music is available to you. I do want to get to Nashville at some point too, and that's. I unfortunately got to Nashville. I spent a day and a half there, and I did get to walk down the old part of Nashville, but I didn't really get to do anything, um, except I ate at the the BB King restaurant. If you go there, go eat there. I will. There. Um, Fried green tomatoes are amazing. Nice. Um, but uh, it was really neat. The night we were there, they had a blues guy playing, so it was it was it was really cool. They got a big stage where somebody comes in and they play. I don't know if it's every night, but the night we were there, we got lucky enough they they were playing. So wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So all right. Ever wonder to yourself, how do I let this guy know how much I like his podcast? Or think to yourself, man, I'd love to be a guest on his podcast. Because I treat my guests right, don't I? You do. There's beer here. Exactly. Or I have a great idea for a topic. Well, you're in luck. There are two ways for you to reach out to me. First, send me an email at eclecticmediaproject@gmail.com at gmail.com or at whosepodcastisitanyway at gmail.com and leave me a message. Or if you're more into the social media stuff, you can find me on Facebook at POI Network or at Whose Podcast Is It Anyway. Either way, I look forward to hearing from you. And now we're going to wrap up this episode like we've wrapped up the 56 before this episode. I'm going to read you a quote, and you're going to try to tell me who said that quote. All right. In every walk with nature, one receives far more than he seeks. I thought it was kind of fitting with your mm-hmm. your wanderlust. You know, I was originally going to say you said it because you just did. Um, but I think I will go with uh, it's either going to be Walden or Emerson. Close. Uh, John Muir. Also known ah. as John of the Mountains and father and the father of the national parks, yeah. was an influential Scottish-American naturalist, author, environmental philosopher, uh, glaciologist, and early advocate for the preservation of wilderness in the United States. All right. And so with that, thank you everybody for listening, and we'll talk to you when we talk to you. You have been listening to a program from the Point of Insanity Network. Visit us at poigamestudio.podbean.com for more shows. Follow us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at POI Game Studio.